Cowabunga dudes and dudettes, Rob here. I just want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And I also want to let you all know that we did get some feedback in this episode that I've edited later into the show. Um, we had recorded this a little earlier than we received the feedback, but I wanted to include it in the show anyway since it's our buddy Thaddeus and uh, it's definitely a Christmas memory he wanted to share. So that is in the TurtleCom segment, so stay tuned for that. And as always, enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, and enjoy your gingerbread pizza. Cowabunga, dudes. Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness. Brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and John. Cowabunga! Cowabunga and Merry Christmas, dudes and dudettes. This is another episode of Turtle Flakes, and I am your co-host, Rob. And joining with me, as always, is my partner in Ninja Turtle Crime, Josh O'Rourke. Merry Christmas, everyone. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. And Merry Christmas, man. So are you ready for Christmas yet? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much ready. I've just got to get uh, presents wrapped and stuff. So, yeah. Everything's like everything's in Amazon boxes, and every year I really yeah. think about just giving it in Amazon boxes. Just be like, yeah, unwrap that. Go ahead. I don't even care. <laughs> it's 5 o'clock in the morning right now. The one day a year parents get to sleep in, and kids don't let them. So Nope. Nope. You're right. You're right. And I'll tell you what. Maybe there's a certain song you're going to hear on today's green screen that will inspire you to wrap your gifts. Oh, man. I, I take a lot of pride. <laughs> what I put a gift inside. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're already starting out on the wrong foot. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, you know, if, if, if we have not already given you a hint as to what we're going to be uh, covering today, uh, one thing is we're going to be watching We Wish You Eternal Christmas. Now, the interesting thing about this is Josh Witt and I, we watched this – Several, uh, probably about two years ago, it was right at the beginning of uh, uh, the show, and it was kind of neat because the way it worked is neither one of us had seen it before, and we got to watch it fresh together. Well, the exciting thing is, in a way, it still feels pretty fresh for me because I've seen it before, but I've never watched it with you, Josh. So, uh, so it'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I'm really <laughs> questioning how much of a friend I am to you. You know, just like this. Oh, this yeah. is how you really. This is how you gauge the level of friendship here. It's like if they can make it through this, then we're good. So, <laughs> gotta make it. I know. I know. I've, I've got faith in us, man. All right. And uh, yeah, we're also going to be covering issue sixty-five of the IDW series. So, got a lot of good Christmas stuff, and we're also going to discuss, you know, some of our favorite turtles' memories uh, regarding Christmas memories, I should say. And I've got quite a few of them, so uh, I'm excited about today's uh, episode. I think it'll be a good one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's going to end uh, 2016 on a high note. Yep. I, you know, and I'll tell you what, 2016 has been a pretty good year for Turtle Flakes because we've posted more episodes this year than I think we ever did in 2015 or 14 or 13. So yeah, it's been a good a- year for Turtle Flakes. It's been a bad year for pretty much everybody else. You know, on the whole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're sorry. Oh God, yeah. There's there's balance to the force, but we didn't know like the world side of the force would be so on the deep end. <laughs> 
true, bad. True. <laughs> yeah. And I and I'll tell you what, um we still have some really really great plans for 2017. Um I think we're going to do the weekly format, Lord willing. Yeah. Um I know, you know, that we'll probably not make every single week, of course, but no, we're uh, doing it. Right. Not <laughs> three weeks, we're doing it. <laughs> right. Josh will kick me off the show. Yeah. And you don't yeah. need to be the only one on this show. You don't want to be Josh Erk and Jay Weezy, okay? Well, you can you can have Nicole on here. Josh Erk too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. Well, so uh, first of all, my man, I've got a few announcements I want to just get out of the way. I've got a little bit of bad news to start things out. For those of you who were expecting to hear Jim Lawson and heard us uh, and were disappointed, yeah. we're really sorry about that. Uh, uh-huh. We kind of had a kind of a bummer situation we we um we tried to talk to jim lawson last week had some technical difficulties for some reason every time i would go ahead and call jim it would drop josh every time i called josh it would drop jim it was it was a mess and we've we're still working out the kinks there um jim lawson cool guy he is he said um you know just anytime we can get it all the kinks worked out um he said sometime after the holidays he'd be happy to come back on and yeah. and i promise you guys we will get him on here i'll i'll get whatever is going on with skype fixed and and uh it'll be uh, it'll be awesome because we're going to be c- discussing volume 2 we're going to be discussing his kickstarter projects and he will be back <coughs> oh, oh sorry and, and there is Josh's contribution That's what we thought yeah. <laughs> He was just tired of answering questions about the Rat King. I'm sorry. That's it. He he knew you were going to ask a whole bunch more. But what brand of bandage did he wrap his head in? You've got to know, right? You just right. It stayed. It stayed on there. Yeah. 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 Rain, <laughs> Who knows how long? snow, shine. Man, it was there. You know. It was there. And um, we also got an email this week, uh, which I wanted to go ahead and share real quick. Very very kind email. <coughs> Let me pull it up here. And this is from our Bren, our, our Bren, our friend Brian. <laughs> so let's see. He says, "Hello, Rob and Josh. For almost a year now, I've been trying to figure out details to begin doing my own TMNT podcast. Being a huge TMNT fan and an experienced interviewer, having done work for a few magazines, my goal is to create a monthly podcast focused on interviews with anyone affiliated with the TMNT, from artists to actors to toy makers, etc." Anyway, I mention this to say that I am no longer in pursuit of this because I recently discovered that there is already a high-quality, definitive TMNT podcast in Turtle Flakes. I Woo! thought he was going to mention somebody else. In Briaka show. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So he says, I am still new to the show, but I enjoy it very much and think you guys do a very good show. Being a diehard TMNT fan with production experience, I'd love to maybe help you guys out if, if, uh, if ever needed in contributing to the show in some way. For now, if it's cool, I'll just email you, you guys with some quick notes on your latest episode. So first of all, dude, thank you. Thank you very <laughs> that much, was man. so so nice, man. We're we're so unworthy of those those kind of words, but man, we we do appreciate it. Josh and I are just a bunch of hacks who you know <laughs> happen to love the turtles and to hear stuff like this. It's it's truly um, humbling and and uh, kind of shocking. <laughs> no kidding. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so he, he had some really interesting things to say here. He said, Undercover Don and Space Raph were the very first variants along with Sewer Samurai Leo and Surfer Mikey. Uh, that Donnie is still my favorite TMNT toy. Later on is when the Turtles would share a theme together, and I think the sports line came next. The Wacky Action Shredder, I believe, is the single best shredder in the classic line, much better than the Skinny Shirtless Shredder. And also, as a did-you-know, the reason why Shredder and those original foot soldiers were hunched over like that 
was that Playmates had a rule with those early toys that no figure could be taller than the turtles themselves. I read this in an interview with an early sculptor on the line. Man, I think that's fascinating. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I mean, like, especially, like, if you remember those old figures, like, Rocksteady and Bebop towered over the Ninja Turtles, man. They all did. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. I mean, Well, it's yeah. probably pretty accurate. I mean, they are pretty tall, so. Yeah, true. <laughs> I never really liked the, I never, the only thing I don't really like about the Turtles' design, like, pretty much everywhere, is I don't like how short they are. I think they should be, like, varying heights. I think I think it would be pretty cool if they were a bit taller. I just always thought that they were just kind of like, this is this five-foot-tall dude who's going to kick this seven-foot-tall rhino man. It's just something about that yeah. doesn't play well with me. But I get it. I, I understand why. So, Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny that the, the, the rule for the toys was that, you know, human beings couldn't be taller mm. than the turtles, whereas the cartoon, they were massively bigger than the turtles were. You know, like, you look at April... She's like twice the size of Donatello or like you know, any of the other taller than him, yeah. I know, I know, especially in those early seasons. I don't know if they've they were consistent with that all the way through the series, but you definitely see that early on. Uh, so it's interesting that the toy line was a little bit opposite. Yeah. Okay, and then it says here, uh, when you guys were discussing the future of the show, I thought you brought up some exciting stuff. Organized segments and weeks based on uh, era is a great idea. Maybe one other thing to add is to try to score one interview per month and have that be the fourth show of the month. So having guests, man, that'd be a great idea. Like, that's something I think Josh and I wanted to do anyway. You know, we yeah. always want to get more and more guests on the show. Like, I know we're still in talks with Steve Levine. Um, I know we're just kind of nailing down a date for him. We'd love to have him on the show. I'd like to get some more voice actors. I'd love to get um, returning voice actors. Yeah. Um, you just, just pretty much anybody we can get on the show, we would love to do that. Can it be at least once a month, man? I hope so. I would love for that to happen. Um, but you, know, you never know. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to say that I can't guarantee that yeah. because I don't know if, we're, like I said, we're hacks. <laughs> so people might say no. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm sure that a lot of people think that this is our job. It, while that would be great, <laughs> this is not. So, I wish it was. I we, wish it was. I wish we got paid to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You know, Josh brings up a good point. I mean, this is this is a labor of love. Uh, yeah. we, we we love to do it, but um, you know, we do have unfortunately a lot of other obligations, a lot of other things going on too. You know, uh, Josh, you've got you know a wife and five kids. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I've I've got a wife and one child. Uh, actually, about to be one tomorrow. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Happy birthday, Grayson. Yeah. <laughs> he appreciates it. He's my co-host on uh, Turtle Tracks. I saw him in uh, a, pic a uh, video of him and Chris about uh, shooting darts today. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, that was in my game room. Did you see all the turtle stuff. Your game room is amazing. God, I wish I had a room like. <laughs> I, uh, oh, you do. You got all your toys and everything in there. I get one half of the room, and it's getting smaller. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, whatever. Well, it's only getting smaller because you got all those turtle toys. That's in it. that. That's probably closer to the truth. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but uh, you know, back to the email. Definitely, I'd love to have more guests on. We, we uh, the guests that we've had so far. Oh man, they've been they've been so awesome. Yeah. You know, what a stroke of luck too to get all those guys too. You know, really, yeah. I mean, honestly, it was it was just as simple as just stepping out on a limb, sending these guys an email, and being like, "Hey, would you want to come on our dorky show?" <laughs> And they're like, yeah, sure. Oh, and it was as easy as that. <laughs> but but uh, Brian, thank you. Brian is his name? Yes, you yeah. got it. Brian, thank you very much for the email. I really appreciate it. We're going to 
we we are going to try to branch out more and be a little bit more diversified in our uh, shows here. So absolutely, absolutely, man. Brian can't. What Josh said, man. Can't thank you enough, man, for, for the for the kind words and uh, you know for the great suggestions. And dude, help us out anytime you any anything you want. <laughs> we can use all the help we can yeah. get. You ever want to be on the show? Yeah, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get them on. Hey, speaking of which, uh, another guest that we want to get on uh, very soon, and we've been in talks with her for a while now, is BJ Hahn. Oh yeah. Yeah, great friend of the show and a, a very very talented artist. She's a very good artist, man. I wish I could draw like that. Oh, she she's good. Let's see. Speaking of art, actually, that reminds me. Um, Rob Veach he drew a really cool sketch of Casey Jones and the Four Turtles, uh, and I put he posted on our group page. I've so. seen that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. If, if I get his blessing, I like to put that as um, you know maybe our our picture for the Christmas episode. <laughs> maybe have that and then a, a fortunately a picture of uh, We Wish You Turtle Christmas yeah, and a couple other things. The turtle come. Maybe that's Michelangelo now. This is Donatello. Come in. Sweet. Oh, and uh, Josh, I don't know if you know this, man, but um, we have a very special phone call that I wanted to share with you. I probably uh, won't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to unhook, and I'm going to put it by the microphone anyway, okay. and hopefully you do hear this. Okay, here we go. All right, this is – you You want to definitely hear this. Hopefully it will work. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Turtle Flakes. Santa here. I just wanted to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I want to remind Joshua Orr that he must share all the Ninja Turtle toys with Rob. If not, you'll be on the naughty list for the rest of his life. <laughs> Whatever. Here's to hoping you enjoy your gingerbread pizza. Cowabunga and Merry Christmas, dudes. <laughs> wow. Whatever, Santa. So you heard that one. Yeah, that's the one I heard. When I have to give up my toys, that's the one that I get to hear. Yeah. Sorry, share. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I didn't say it. I didn't say uh -huh. it. I, that was uh, Santa. That sounded, like, Saint I, I, that sounded like somebody that you know. No, well, yeah, I do. Uh -huh. You're on the naughty list. Yeah, everyone knows Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a special message from our buddy Thaddeus. Thanks for calling, man. Cowabunga, dude. Hey guys, Calabonga, this is Thaddeus. I just wanted to call in and wish you all a very uh, merry and special Christmas with your friends and families. And uh, I know I've mentioned this before on the group uh, before, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for everything that y'all do for uh, the Turtle Flakes podcast group. And... Uh, yeah, 2016, uh, in my opinion, was probably one of the best years uh, to be a Turtle fan because we had so many uh, amazing announcements from the uh, from the Mutants of Manhattan video game to the Out of the Shadows movie, and then uh, the new the new Batman TMNT comic that just released, as well as Alopex being in the Nickelodeon series. And just so many cool things happened this year that made me proud to be a Turtle fan. And I'm looking forward to 2017 and looking forward to what that year has to bring uh, for us as Turtle fans. Just wanted to say thank you all so much for everything you do. And uh, real quickly, uh, check out Pensacon.com. I know Judith Hogue will be... Uh, attending that in February, so check that out. 
And as always, take care and cowbunga. Thanks. Bye. Oh, good deal. So, uh, you know, I will be happy to take, you know, your, your movie figures. <laughs> um, you know, oh, I noticed you had the sewer play set. Yeah. By the way, congratulations on that. Thank you very much. Yeah, that dipped into some of my uh, uh, money I was saving for some other stuff, but it was totally worth it. So, Oh, dude. So, yeah, that's right. You didn't mention – ooh, did I just give away one of your turtle pickups? Uh, I was going to do that. I'm going to wait till we have more time to talk about it because I want to give, give a, a solid uh, solid review on it. But, yes, that oh, was nice. my turtle pickup I think like two weeks ago I got that. So I got that, I got that like the week after Thanksgiving. So – well, sweet. Speaking of pickups, you get any more? Uh, no, Christmas. No, not doing anything. No. <laughs> Good for you. You be. I'll tell you, you've been very consistent. I'm gonna. I'm, it's probably gonna be super embarrassing. Like next week's episode when it's after Christmas and it's January, be like, yeah, man, I splurged. So sorry. <laughs> My wife is mad. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, not at all, man. Let's see. Uh, let's. Uh, I'm trying to think. I wrote down something I picked up. It's been very, very kind of. Um, sparse this these last couple weeks let's see did you get uh universe number five yet it is in my box because i i actually went to the comic store on tuesday because it was my day off uh went there and uh asked Randy, i was like hey man anything in my box yeah, he's like no but universe is coming out tomorrow which was this past wednesday yeah, it was wednesday came out yeah yeah he said so it so it's i know it's in there now i've just not had a chance to um pick it up yet but the cover looks amazing oh man love that cover yeah 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 it's great it's 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 a good issue man you're, you're gonna like it oh you've read it yes i read it uh this morning yeah i downloaded it this morning ah oh, man I, I see i gotta know what's going on with uh leatherhead and old hob i gotta know it's it's that cover is slightly misleading i mean that does happen but it's not what you think ah oh, okay okay it's, Dang it, that is misleading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, I don't want to give yeah. anything away because there's a lot of really cool, surprising stuff that happens there. So, Ah, very nice. Well, I was going to say, uh, so I do have Universe 5, and I also got, um, now this I do actually have in my um, possession now, is uh, Batman Adventures uh, Issue 2. Okay. And then I got Grayson a little turtle wagon. Uh, it's like this little Nickelodeon Ninja Turtle wagon that, you know, Makes beeping noises That's and all kinds cool. of stuff, and he he's, he he straddles it pretty good. He rides it pretty good around the house and stuff. And the only thing is, it doesn't steer. It looks like it steers, oh, okay. but it does not. So he just kind of goes in a straight line until he bumps into something and then kind of falls over. Okay, <laughs> that's what babies do. They fall and they cry and they eat. That's it. That's true. That's kind of what he does right now. Kinda... Yeah, he laughs a lot. It's he's a like jolly the, little boy. They're kind of like the babies are kind of like the annoying shark from Jaws, but like the annoying version of it. <laughs> all this thing does is crawl and eat you know it is a perfect machine uh, that's true oh, so what if the scary music plays like anytime he, he crawls towards something <laughs> <laughs> i don't know every now and then you don't know where he is and you just see two yellow barrels pop up out of the carpet or something like that <laughs> <laughs> like oh gosh run he's up and he's making a run again <laughs> <laughs> oh good deal so um so what about you, man? Did you get anything else? No, uh, no real, no pickups really. Um, I uh, let's see here. I do have one announcement, uh, but I'll wait till a little bit later. Uh, we can talk. Oh, I think I know where we're getting. Actually, I was going to bring that up. That was going to be the next thing I brought up. Oh, okay, all right. So, um, I I want to apologize, Josh. I did not get to read. Uh, That's not what I was going to talk about. No, no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> 
I did not get to read uh, the last two, but I did get to read seven and eight. Oh, okay. And, and listeners, what I'm referring to is Josh's uh, awesome series. It's called TMNT Punishment. Mm-hmm. And you just wrapped up your series with this. Yep. Is that correct? Yes. Sweet, sweet. Yep. So if you can do this, could you give an overview of your series? Like, what's going on in Punishment? Okay, so Ninja Turtles Punishment, uh, because the the Turtles are older in this series. They're, like, early 20s. It's a sequel to a series that I had written last year called Ninja Turtles A Day in the Life. And that story introduced this new group of villains called the Dominators. And... <laughs> spoilers, but at the end of A Day in the Life, the leader of the Dominators, who is a character I created called uh, Oroku Ryu, who is the Shredder's son, uh, he kills Splinter. And the turtles kind of flee uh, to Northampton. And at the end of the first story, Leonardo leaves the turtles and goes off on his own. And so Punishment picks up about three days after uh, A Day in the Life, and Leonardo's gone. The turtles come back to New York, and they decide. They Raphael. They're of two minds. Raphael wants to go out and look for him. Donatello says that Leonardo's going to eventually figure out what's going on, and he's going to come back. So let's wait here. And everybody kind of decides that waiting is probably a good idea because Leonardo, even though he's angry and disillusioned, he's smart enough to know that he can't take on the Dominators by himself. So they wait. And what Punishment really does? It is a story of Leonardo and Oroku Ryu, and the reason it's called Punishment is because they are punishing themselves, basically. Uh, Leonardo really wants to put a hurting on the Dominators. It's the first time in his life that he wants to seek vengeance, and he, not to give anything away to uh, any listeners, but he does something early on in the story that really just, like, shakes him to his core, and... The um, ending, towards the the back half of the story, uh, what happens with Ryu is he decides that, not that he decides, but he actually cannot handle the fact that he killed Splinter. It's like killing Splinter was something he wanted to do for the death of his father because he blames Splinter for sending the turtles after his father. He doesn't care about the turtles. He wanted Splinter. And... After he kills Splinter, he's like he just kind of realizes, oh man, I'm a murderer. I can't handle that, and so he wants to just kind of take off and just put that all behind him. And something happens to uh, change his mind, which isn't a spoiler because I haven't told you what it is. And it, there's an introduction to at the very beginning of the story, like the first like four pages introduces the actual person behind the scenes with the Dominators who is a character called Hun, who is a woman in this series, uh, who is a member of the Foot Clan. And you find out, and I've alluded to this, and I've, I openly state it at probably around Chapter 8, when you, when, where you had last read, the Dominators are just, unbeknownst to them, they are just a front for the Foot Clan. Uh, the, the, the Foot Clan has always been the enemy, and nobody's realized it until it was kind of too late. Which I was super nervous about because I wanted to create an original villain, but then I just kept coming up with ideas. And this story was super hard for me to write just because of the places I took certain characters that I just, I don't think Leonardo should be a vengeful killer. I don't think he should be the Punisher or 
Wolverine or whatever. You know, that's that's not him. That's not in him. And right. and in fact, towards this isn't a spoiler, but I won't say what happens. But at one point, he just kind of snaps out of what happens and realizes what he's done, and he just immediately goes back to his family. And I felt like I was really going to make people mad with that because. I spent, at that time, it was five chapters building up the fact that Leonardo was this Avenger, and nope, no he's not, nope, I, I did, yeah. I kind of felt like I did a bait and switch, but maybe I didn't, I don't know, but uh, yeah, so I just finished up uh, Punishment, and I think I think the ending might be a little bit divisive, but I think it's really going to go somewhere good, uh, because there's going awesome. to be, be a third series, uh, a third uh, storyline. And that's going to be called uh, Ninja Turtles: We're at War. So, and that's going to be the last uh, story in storyline for a while, anyway. One thing I really, um, uh, really like about you know your storytelling is, and this is something that you know I've discussed before, is you you really do a great job of getting in the psyche of these characters, you know, and 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 asking questions that kind of remind me in some ways of what Tom Waltz is doing right now, you know. Oh, okay. uh, Thank you. That, Thank you. oh, absolutely, man. And, and, and in some ways you, you, you do your own thing, too, that is very, very unique. Like, for instance, um, I think it was Part 7, where 90% of the episode, or the, the issue, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. is Donatello writing a letter to Splinter, who's, who's dead. Yeah, you know? that's, that's the whole that's the whole chapter. Yeah. Oh, it's powerful. I, that was actually one of my favorite sections you've done because oh. here you've got Donatello, you know, wondering. It's interesting. At first, he's kind of, uh, of course, he's very very sad. You know, he, he's afraid. The reason he's put off writing the Splinter for so long is because he he never felt like he could put in words, or he could. How do I put in words myself? <laughs> he could do he, he could do justice in words of how much he misses him, you know. Yeah. And then halfway through his own kind of letter, his own monologue, and his own stream of consciousness, you, you see his tone change. You know, yeah. he's turning into like almost anger towards Splinter. You know, yeah. saying, "Hey, there's always been a part of me that's kind of felt off because you trained us to kill." You, and, and I love what you said. You said something like, "You couldn't have known whether we were going to make it or not." Mm-hmm. And, and I love what you said. You know, you said something like, "And that just never felt right with me." Yeah. But at the same time, you know, even after all the confusion and and the questioning that Donatello has for Splinter and his motives and for himself, at the very end, he says, "I still love you, and I still miss you so much." Yeah. And I love that, man. So here you've got like this whole moral compass to your your series that I think is really kind of unexplored, or at least it doesn't seem so obvious or so prevalent in in what I've read from Turtle Comics and stuff. Because, man, I really like the fact that things bother the turtles, and you kind of see that, especially right now in the IDW series. Yeah, and you know what I really wanted to do because my goal. When I'm writing about you know the Ninja Turtles, I'm, I'm in your mind's eye. I'm hoping you see people, you know. Yeah, we all know you know, green skin shells, bandanas, a go-go. Everybody knows that. But like, if you could see like if like if you're reading this, Rob, and you see you, me, Landon, and Jay Weezy, you know, it's just that's 
<laughs> it's all four of us right there. And that that's really, if you can do that, that's my, then my job is done. Because I always, it, it really started out with just trying to figure out what the Turtles, what their deal is. Like, why is Raphael so angry? Why does Leonardo look up to his father so much? Why is, why does Michelangelo just act a fool all the time? Why is Donatello, why is Donatello the only one that, like, has, like, a range weapon? You know? What, and, yeah. You know, which which was a funny thing for me to think of, and it was just because he's he lacks confidence to actually fight close quarters like his brothers usually do. And but it was it was a tough story to write, just because I really had to think about if my father wasn't around, what would I do? Um, I, if and plus, just characters that don't really get a lot of they don't get a lot of face time in the comics, you know. When was the last time you saw Ace Duck do anything in a comic? When was the last <laughs> Gecko comic you wrote or you read? Has yeah. anyone seen anything from Venus to Milo since Next Mutation? And I, those characters are all super important to me. They're all front and center. I mean, Mona Lisa is one of my favorite uh, TMNT sidekicks. And she... Uh, there's going to be a couple of more stories. I'll go into it in, in a minute, but... Uh, Mona Lisa and Raphael, that relationship was the first thing I thought about when I was writing the last story. I was like, you know, I don't want to write an angry Raphael because he's going to get older and just get over it. And what gets him over it? You know? Yeah. You know, it's just he, he found somebody that he couldn't lose or he could, he couldn't stand it if he pushed this person away, you know? And well, how did they meet and where did this happen and where did they go? And, and then I introduced some new characters outside of the villains. I introduced two new heroes that were characters uh, called Frank McKenzie and Mimi McKenzie, uh, a husband and wife uh, crime-fighting duo, which I put a lot of thought and a lot of energy and time into creating because they were characters that I wrote when I was really young and first started writing, and everything was like a noir story for some reason. But those two characters always stuck with me, and I said, you know what, I may never write a story with them, so I'm going to put them right in here. So there will be more with them. And Yeah, I really, really like those two, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was, really, I was super nervous just because it's really easy to write. I know I just said you don't see a lot of them, but it's kind of easy to write the Ninja Turtles and the Mute Animals because if you just run out of an idea, just go read a comic and let that inspire you. When it's two characters that you just created out of your own brain, it's kind of like, I really can't run out of ideas right now so right yeah <laughs> well man you're doing a fantastic job man i am super duper impressed and i, I can't wait to finish it up man I, it was my goal to do it and then my son went uh, crazy about <laughs> about one or two in the afternoon so i didn't get a chance to get completely caught up but oh, no what well i'll tell you what once i do i want to dedicate a lot more time to this i want to talk about it some more okay no problem yeah and, but in the meantime, listeners, oh, yeah. check it out. It's on bargainbinradio.com. Um, he just finished part 10, so this is the end of a big story arc with him. Uh, and, man, I promise you, Josh, poor, poor guy's not getting paid for any of this. He's <laughs> doing it out of love. <laughs> He's doing it because he loves Ninja Turtles and he loves to write. And and I'm telling you, as a reader, and as a reader, I love good storytelling, and, and this definitely has it. And I'm not just... Putting him over because he's my friend. I, I really think this is good stuff. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Of course, man. So, so what bros are for, man? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's the bromance. There it is. Yeah, it's all you need. It's called Rob, actually. 
that's it. Well, all right, man. Well, real quickly, I'll get into our turtle news, and then we will hop into the comic. What do you say? Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, I asked Thaddeus Manning if he had any news for us, and... That was a silly question, because he always does. Yeah. Let's see. Let me pull it up here. Uh, first thing is Rob Paulson, the voice of Raphael in the 87 cartoon, and Donnie in the 2012 cartoon. He'll be attending the Atlanta, Georgia Comic-Con, called the Mo- Momacon? Momacon? Momocon? Have you ever heard of that? I, I don't know, man. I, I think geez. I think Momacon really plays to a <laughs> so. Yeah, the Momacon, yeah. Uh, so, uh, the I guess Momocon? That's M-O-M-O. Con on May 25th through May 28th, so he will be there. And if you want to check out more information, that's m o m o con dot com. Uh, uh, let's see. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. The Mama Con. Let's see. <laughs> like Megatron's mother, <laughs> not Mama Con. <laughs> oh gosh, that's good. Let's see. Uh, the next one says um, the TMNT will visit Dimension X in a new IDW one-shot story for Free Comic Book Day 2017. Thaddeus gives a great description of the story here. Um, I will leave a link in the show notes so you can check out the the summary of the storyline. But that'll be available on Free Comic Book Day. And then here's an interesting one I just found today. It says NECA provides downloadable diorama for the NECA TMNT arcade game toys. So if you want to see what they have up their sleeve next, you can actually check out um, their layouts right now, their their diagrams for each of their toys. And I'm looking at one right now. It looks like it's uh, the side of a street. And it looks like it's from either Turtles, the 89 arcade game, or the uh, uh, Turtles. And, I think it's 89 arcade game. It's, yeah, it is because it goes with the, uh, the, the NECA arcade figures that came out earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah. That was from that second game, or the first arcade game, I should say. But... It's, uh, I don't know how this works. A downloadable diorama. What does that even do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know, like a 3D perspective. I'm not it, sure. I'd have to look. It looks like you need a 3D printer for this because I'm looking at it right now. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, yeah. I'm at a loss of words right now. So. Well, I'll tell you what, the, uh, the second level, like from the apartment I'm seeing here, the second mm-hmm. level, there's only one thing missing. There should be a slice of pizza there. There should be, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> if you bought the box set of figures, it comes with the pizza box. So, oh, there it is. Right there. there it is. There it yeah. is. Pizza will give you extra energy or extra yeah. life. Let's see. And then the next one is TMNT Shadows of the Past IDW board game is now available, which I thought actually was available before this, but I guess not. Um, and this is the Kickstarter campaign that um, was funded probably about half a year ago. Yeah. Um, they're finally um, shipping them out. And. I don't know if they're in retail stores yet uh, or if they're going to be, but I'm seeing a price range from $70 to $100 right now. So it's definitely not a cheap game, but it, the the thing about it you, you need to realize is it's a very, very intricate, very, very in-depth game. You know, it's a, it's a role-playing game. Yeah. And I can understand why it's expensive. And obviously, you know, this was a labor of love by Ken Wilson, so or Kevin yeah. Wilson. So, you know, this, this is... This is taking a lot of time and a lot of research. Yeah, you know, um, Nicole actually, as a surprise, she uh, donated to the Kickstarter and she did like the super happy edition that she could. And, oh, awesome! 
Let's see. Um, and I think that's it for new. Oh, one more thing. The last thing Thaddeus had to say was the limited edition Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014 film uh, and the Out of the Shadows film with collectible TMNT garbage truck lunchbox case yeah. and masks are now available. Now, this is a really good deal. This is all available at Walmart and Amazon for 30 bucks. That's it. So you get two movies, you get the lunchbox thing, and you get um, headbands for, for 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, and they're I've Blu-rays, seen, by the way. I've seen that at Target a few times, and I've been tempted to get it, but I just, I don't know, I just don't want it, you know? I mean, I've got yeah. the movie on iTunes, and the Lunchbox just, I mean, the Lunchbox looks great on your computer screen, but, like, in, in your hands, like, the Lunchbox does not look, it doesn't look very impressive. I mean, like, it looks impressive, but, like, it doesn't look like you could actually put a lunch in there. Really? Because yeah. it's pretty big. It, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, but like I had it in my hand. I was like, is this the kid lunchbox? Or is this like, you know, <laughs> I'm a dad. I work in the midnight shift. I'm going to take my garbage trunk lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> or is this a lunchbox for ants? Yeah. Is, <laughs> is this a I'm sorry. for ants? <laughs> How are they going to learn if they can't even fit in the building? <laughs> How are they going to eat if they can't open it? <laughs> uh, actually, Thaddeus, he's got one more thing for us. What about that? Um, he just this just in. He said uh, one last thing. Uh, Alapex will appear in the next new upcoming episode of the Nickelodeon series. Yeah, and her pass is connected to Tiger Claw in some way. So interesting stuff. Yeah, I saw they showed they actually showed like the origin story of Alapex and Tiger Claw at um, Comic Con this past year. Uh-huh. And if you look for it on YouTube, there's actually like a, somebody somebody uh, recorded it with their phone when they're not supposed to and put it on YouTube. Oh. <laughs> but nobody took it down, so I guess Nickelodeon was just like, yeah, go ahead, we don't care. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're turtles, you're going to stop us? But uh, I'd watched yeah, I mean, it, you... I'd watched it, and I just I wasn't feeling it, you know? Really? Yeah, I mean, I like I like the design of Alapex. I like Alapex as a character. I think she's great. But I just, I, I just wasn't feeling it. I'm not really a big Tiger Claw fan. I think Tiger Claw... Oh, just, really? Yeah, you know, I, I just, I... I, I just don't get that from him, you know. I mean, huh. Bebop, Rocksteady, love him. Baxter Stockman, love him. Uh, even I, I really like uh, what's his name, Razor. Uh, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris turned into Razor. Yeah, Chris Bradford. Chris yeah. Bradford. <laughs> Chris Bradford. Yeah, I love Chris Bradford. Think he's great, but I just I don't feel it from Tiger Claw, you know. Oh, see, I love Tiger Claw. I love his design. Oh yeah, no, he looks great, but I mean, I just. Just all right. So you're Shredder when, when like they call for you to be Shredder, but then you get beat up really easily sometimes, and you're just like, <laughs> Shredder. So you're like Shredder light. But <laughs> yeah, well, what well, you know? He's kind of like Dwight. Dwight just wants to impress Michael Scott, and like Tiger Claw just wants to impress the Shredder. Hey, Dwight is not a yes man. That's Andy. That's <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> Well, that's what fish face uh, is for, you know. Oh, okay, good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, the the main the main theme of the show, man, uh, Christmas memories. Do you have any uh, teenage mutant turtles uh, Christmas memories? Yes. You know what? I um, there was one memory. Whenever I think of like when I got Ninja Turtle toys for Christmas, I always remember there was this one year that I just made out like a bandit. Um, I got. Let's see. Yes, just the one year. Yes. 
Thank you, honey. It was a very good year. It was a very good year. Um, it was last year. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, but I got a bunch of Ninja Turtle figures. I got like Leatherhead and Bebop and Rocksteady, a couple actual, couple of the actual turtles. But I also got the sewer playset, which I didn't have wow. until last week. I had the sewer playset, and my sister, of all people, uh, my sister Shayna, she got me the Krang Android body. What? You had that? I had that. Yeah, I really did. And I just saw it. I opened it up and saw this big box and saw that gross man-baby robot body for Krang. (laughs) And I just, I put it down on the ground and tackle-hugged my sister and just, that was the one time I told her I loved her. And... (laughs) (laughs) The one and only time. Yeah, that's it. That's all you get. Yeah, it was was deserved. (laughs) She hasn't met that standard since. But anyway... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shana, I love you if you ever listen to this. But yeah, I remember I, I, that was like the toy that I just, I just didn't see anything else. It was this one thing that I got, and it was it was glorious, this uh, toy, man. It was amazing. And it was so amazing that I kind of didn't really care that it had no articulation whatsoever. Like, it could move <laughs> its hands, and it could move its head. And that was it. It's all that matters. You know, and... <laughs> And it came with, and what I thought was really cool was it actually came with a Krang figure. So you could just put the Krang uh, brain in the stomach of the android body. And I thought it was really cool because I had the Krang in the walker already, and now I had the Krang in the big uh, robot machine. <laughs> robot machine? Okay, never mind, sorry. Um, robot body. That was redundant. <laughs> that was uh, that was Terminator redundant. Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was my that was my uh, Christmas memory for the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it was a that was a good that was a good year. So. Well, I'm so jealous. Those are two. Uh, you got two figures that I've always wanted. I always wanted the uh, giant Krang, and I always wanted the sewer playset. Those were two that I just never had growing up. Yeah. Now, did you did you ever have the Technodrome? No, I did not have the Technodrome. No, I never even saw that anywhere. I had these are the accessories I had. Or, yeah, the playsets. I had the sewer set. I had the turtle van. I had the the blimp. Oh wow! And, and the Krang android body. Those were the four things. But I never had. Oh, and I had the uh, the sewer cycle, the uh, little motorcycle with the trash can sidecar. Had that. And that <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's still some good stuff. Yeah, and I donated all of them. Like I don't know, twelve years later. So. Do, so I, do you regret it? Yes, I do very much so because uh, <laughs> if buying the uh, sewer set a couple of weeks ago was any indication as to what any of that stuff actually costs, yes, I regret it very much. Though, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the sewer set's the only like accessory that I'm going to get. So uh, I have the turtle van, and I might get the sewer cycle because I've always wanted to get that back, but I just haven't found one that's complete yet. I don't need a box; I just want it with all the accessories and stuff. Uh, because it's a vehicle and you should have all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I really miss that Krang body, you know, so, but I've got the, uh, I've got the Mega Bloks one. I just have to put it together. So, you know, it evens out. Absolutely, man. Wow. Good stuff, man. For me, uh, I'm trying to think, I got a lot of my, my turtle toys on birthdays. Yeah. Um, and, and just random occasions. I, I know I probably got a whole bunch of figures during uh, a Christmas, but the the things that really stand out to me, like the the more vivid things, um, was when I first got my Nintendo, and I think it was the I think it was 1990. It might have been 1991, but I think it was 1990. 
I had gotten my Nintendo Entertainment System with Batman, Super Mario 3, and Tecmo Pro Wrestling, and then Turtles 2. That was my first Ninja Turtles wow. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I played that all the time. You know uh, Mario, t- you know what happened? Your father had to get like a Sears credit card, so we <laughs> discount. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what being an adult does. It makes you realize stuff like that. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, you know, because at that time, that's pretty expensive haul. That's four games yeah. and a Nintendo, which still, even in 1990, were not cheap because the Super Nintendo still wasn't out yet. It sounds like to any like little kids listening it, and thinking about how this the NES was like a hundred and twenty bucks. How was that a lot of money? This was nineteen ninety dollars. Yeah, okay? yeah, probably about a, I guess equivalent to maybe two fifty, maybe three hundred now. Well, somebody figured out because there was this Nintendo like kit that came with a Nintendo, a Zapper, two controllers, Super Mario three, and like Tetris or something like that. And it's the equivalent to to spending eight hundred dollars nowadays. Oh my goodness! And and those things still work. If you took care of them, they still work. Yeah, absolutely. Mine does. Modern day consoles, man. You've got like six years, maybe. True. Yeah, I know my uh, 360 didn't last that long. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I had a 360. And I got the red ring of death within within eight months of it. Of I the... know. It's pretty sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'd gotten uh, Turtles 2, and my sister and I, we played either it was Mario 3 or we played Turtles 2. Yeah, we either played those two games together, um, or we just, you know, I would play Batman Solo or something like that. Yeah. But I played Turtles 2 all the time, and then I played the arcade game in the Pizza Hut lobby that was by my house when the movie <laughs> came out, too. Yeah. So, you know, I remember thinking, because I had played the Nintendo game first, I remember thinking, oh, wow, this arcade game is based on the Nintendo game. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it worked that way, yeah. All right, right, exactly. I was like, wow, this is awesome. And then I think the Christmas after that, uh, 1991 or maybe 1992, I had gotten my Sega Genesis, and I was all excited. I got a Sega Genesis, uh, one of my favorite consoles, and I was so anxious to play my Sega and stuff, uh, you know, and for some reason my dad... I don't know why he couldn't hook it up right away. And then we went over to my aunt's house. Longest day like, ever. <laughs> uh, right, right, exactly. So I'm I'm thinking, all I'm thinking about is my Sega Genesis and stuff. And then my uncle, he's like, oh, I got you a little present here. He's like, I know you got a Sega, but this is a Nintendo game. You still got your Nintendo, right? I said, yeah, yeah. And he gives it to me, and it was Turtles 3 boxed. And I, oh, I just, man. oh, man, I, I still gush over that box art. It's a gorgeous it's looking. It's the best box art, yeah. Well, it's, oh, one it's, of, it's, one of, it's almost the best one. The best one was the first game. You think so? See, I actually prefer the third game. Well, see, well, you know, I the first game's box art, which was an issue, uh, the uh, alternate cover to issue four back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I had that poster. I remember my dad bought me, or my mom bought me that poster. Like, she found it at, like, a town and country uh, grocery store one day. And she just, I came up with school, she's like, look what I got you. And she put it on the wall, and I was like, wow. And then uh, every, <laughs> every, uh, I think, like, that weekend was, like, a payday weekend. So every payday weekend, we got to go rent a game. We got to rent one game and run one movie every two weeks. Oh, and awesome. I saw the Ninja Turtles game, and I was like, oh, my God, it's the same box art. I was like, yay. So that one's just nostal- that's nostalgia speaking. But, yes, I do like that one the best just because <laughs> that's just the Ninja Turtles just kicking so much. They're just B.A. all over the place. Uh, yeah. I agree. It's awesome. And I had no idea. Because I was like, man, why does Krang look so different? Man, Krang looks... <laughs> and what is that dude's skin peeling open for, you know? <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, those are the two main turtle memories that I do remember. And, I, you know, those games are games that I, I kept. Um, I never got rid of them. I, yeah. I still have them to this day. And I just – and they still work. They, they still work. And just, just such great memories with those games. So uh, we got some feedback on this. Um, I asked some of our uh, friends uh, of the show, you know, if they had any memories, you know, Christmas – TMNT-themed memories. So, Thaddeus Manning says, I have two Christmas memories regarding the Turtles. One is from Christmas 2007, and the other is from Christmas 2014. 2007, I received Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Hyperzone Heist for the Sega Genesis. Great game, by the way. Good game. Oh, yes. Uh, 2014, I received a bunch of Turtle toys from the Nick TMNT toy lines, such as April and Baxter, and I also received the Playmates original comic book version of Michelangelo and Raphael, as well as a TMNT holiday sticker book and TMNT Ghostbusters issue one. So good stuff there, man. Um, Michael Larson says, my favorite TMNT memory was when I was 10 years old. I received a lot of Turtle-related toys for birthdays and celebrations, but this one was different. My grandma that year had bought me my most prized TMNT toy, the Technodrome. Oh, jeez. I, I know, lucky dog. He's the one, yeah. <laughs> uh, I still have it to this day, and now my son gets to enjoy it just like I did. Good stuff, <laughs> man, good stuff. That dude's super uh, nice to his son. I would not let my kids touch that. Just like, nope. Like, care, careful with the eyeball. <laughs> it's on the shelf. It stays on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, and then Anthony Pig, he says... Christmas turtle memories. Hmm. I remember one in particular when I won a Drago from the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, and I got the Cyber Armor Donatello. Not sure if that's the name or not. And another Christmas, I remember getting a used TMNT3 NES card. Best turtle games on the best turtle game on the NES. Which <laughs> Anthony, I agree, man. I agree. So he's you know Anthony's a big um, he's a big Power Rangers fan, and um, okay. And he's actually a very, very big supporter of the next mutation. He actually was a big fan of the show. There he is. That's so the, they they are out there. He's on They're the show there. next week. He's here. He's with us. <laughs> yeah, we do need to get him on the show. Definitely. Christopher Carlson says, uh, "Well, it was that one time that I got the rest of the the cave turtles <laughs> as a jolt clapper, as we say in Sweden." More later, I uh, need to sleep before my job. Okay, then he goes on to continue. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah, remember that Ultra Mega Mart that I got a huge haul from? Well, one day during the 90s, my mom got home with tons of bags, and, of course, I took a peek, and there I saw the cave turtle raft. Or was it Don? Whatever. Anyway, mom was quick to tell tell me that it was a present to someone else and put it away. Ah, that was good save by mom. Yeah, good job. <laughs> got a bit disappointed seeing that I already had a cave turtle Leo after my sister won him in a contest from the Swedish edition of the Archie Turtles. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. But lo and behold, that Jolafton? Jill, he says, as we say here. All right, Chris, you're going to have to explain that, man. Um, I not only got the figure I saw earlier, but also cave turtle Mike that I had not seen before that. Good times were had especially when I cross them over with my Jurassic Park toys to have a time-traveling adventure. That is awesome. That's cool. <laughs> uh, the Turtles meet the Land Before Time gang using the baby dinos that came with the human JP figs. No joke. Totally did that. Uh, we'll post about, the tomorrow, uh, post about the comic tomorrow if I get the time. And he actually sent us a picture of his um, cave turtles. I actually remember those because I had gotten uh, my friend a figure. Uh, I think it was the... I think it was the Leonardo one because they were super buff and they were riding dinosaurs. Wow. 
So I, I do remember those. Anna Boucher says, and I don't think we've heard from her before. So nice. this is a yeah, new contributor. Awesome. She says, I have one of my coolest memories from last year when my family and I went to my brother's home for a visit to celebrate Christmas together as a family. And we watched Christmas films, talking about totally awesome memories. And we had a uh, picture taken. And I got the TMNT coloring page for my brother. And that is my TMNT Christmas memory. Hey, there it is. Coloring books work. There it is. And then last but not least, Christopher Carlson returns to uh, say, First, I'm glad we wish you a turtle Christmas. Did not make it across the pond. <laughs> I dodged the bullet for sure. Anyway, issue 65 was great. Just the break the turtles needed after all that just went down. And it had almost everyone in it. Awesome. So, all right. So, speaking of the comics, should we get into it, man? Oh, yeah. No problem. All right. Let's rock and roll. Hello, Violators. You're in Casey's Comic Classroom. Prepare to be schooled. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of Turtle Flakes Podcast Presents, the IDW Mutation Station. The Christmas special. All right, man. So, uh, now, I have to say, this issue is, pardon the pun, Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, pardon the pun, but it is radically different from the previous issue. I was shocked. This one is a lot different from, uh, from what, you know, issue 64. You know, I- issue 64, and on such a dark note where uh, Darius Dunn was killed, yeah, oh, by Darius. By Jenica, yes, yeah, and it was all Splinter's idea. Yeah. And the Turtles eventually just leave him, you know, they, and in a lot of ways, Splinter, that was his plan all along, was to kind of drive them away. And by using excessive force and violence and kind of breaking the moral code, they did. He did drive them away. That's kind of the dumbest plan. Just tell them no. Just Mikey's got it right. Just go with him. Okay. Right. <laughs> Why all the murder? Right. I know. So you got this really, really dark issue, and then you get this one. Like this one shocked me. Like it was I... almost. It was jarring how different this issue was than the I was last just issue. Gonna say that, yeah, because like this is almost just, you know, this is a bucket of cold water to the face, like in a good way. But it's just, it's so just, it's such a one eighty. Which I mean, you knew, oh, yeah. You, and like, you look at the cover and you know it's gonna be something. It's okay. We can breathe now. We can have fun, and which is this is, this is what is so great about the turtles for me because. You can just have a super depressing storyline and then immediately pick up with, like, this is an issue with the Archie comics all of a sudden. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it really is. And that's that's the best thing about the Ninja Turtles is, like, you can just do anything with them. And this issue proves it. You're definitely right. But when I first read this, very first impressions, I was almost kind of, not angry, but, like, almost kind of... Um... Kind of irritated? A little bit, a little bit, because I was like, wait a minute, how can they be this happy this quickly, you know? Like, they just witnessed their father kill someone, they've left, how can they be this happy? But then I, I get, the more I, I read this issue, and I was I was very, very happy that it, it's it's a com- complete 180, it's a complete upbeat issue. Yeah. But I also, you know, Leonardo is is kind of the character I understood the most in this, in this uh, issue, because... Uh-huh. He's the one who's just like, okay, I'm going to do this this Christmas party, but I'm not really feeling up to it, you know. After everything that's happened, sure, I'll do it for you, Michelangelo, but, you know. Uh, he's just kind of going through the motions. 
But by the end, you know, he, even he is like, you know what? I'm so glad this happened. Yay, Christmas! <laughs> so Michelangelo, he's organizing everything, so he's kind of taking charge. Donatello's on lights. Leonardo is on organization. Uh, Raph is on, I guess, enforcement in case you know anybody at the party gets out of line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mikey, I guess, I don't know what Mikey's doing. Besides Mikey's on orders. food detail. Food detail, that's it. That's right. So I wonder what he's going to bring. I don't know, man. Pizza. What are you expecting? Pizza. Oh, pizza. Pizza. Not the Adams family. No, sorry. <laughs> no, that's your Christmas gift to me. No Adams family. <laughs> yeah, you noticed the, that last that last episode? I, I teased it, but I never said it. Never said it. I think I said it. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. I think you finished it for me. <laughs> I, I really love this issue. If you're no, I I don't mean to cut you off, but I think like I the thing I love the most about the issue is just like the sheer number of characters that are in this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, same. Because here. I was I was just thinking in the last uh, story arc towards the end when they're gonna go take on the Street Phantoms, uh, do us all a favor and take out the Street Phantoms. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking, man, you know the only thing that's missing from this the Mutanimals. You had to have the Mutanimals in there. You didn't have to, obviously, but it would have been so cool to see Slash and his crew just, like, wreck shop out of nowhere. Just when I started thinking that, you got the Mutanimals in this issue. So, right. Exactly. Unannounced, crashing a party, just being like, hey, what's going on? Where's the food? <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. I mean, like, it was such a nice surprised to see them and you know and i had a feeling because okay so raf he he decides to take pepperoni for a walk uh and he sees casey and he's like hey man are you gonna come to this this christmas party i know we've been through a lot i know there's some crazy things going on i know you're still you know working with the foot clan but we'd still like to have you and casey you know he puts differences aside he says yeah of course i'll be there and you see this character lurking in the in the darkness and i was like that looks like slash's profile yeah i I had a feeling and then when i saw the pigeon on the next uh, page, page six, with uh, Donatello, I was like, oh, the Mutant was going to be there. Man, I was so happy. I got a, a real quick question. That little dinosaur character that Raphael has, yeah, that's Pepperoni, you said? I f- isn't that the isn't that its name? I have no clue. I've, this is the first time I've seen this little dinosaur. I've seen it before, but I can't remember where. Was that from uh, um, Turtles in Time? It could have been. It could have been. I cannot remember. Off I the mean, the of cover head. of that, the first issue cover was them riding a dinosaur. So I would imagine he brought a dinosaur back with them because Raphael would totally do that. And right, the name, I mean, the name is perfect. Yeah. Pepperoni. Pe- pepperoni, yeah. <laughs> so um, Donatello, you know, he's, he's setting up the lights outside and he sees his pigeon and he about trips over it and shoes it away and the pigeon... You know, he ends up, uh, you know, singing like a canary, telling everybody, hey, there's a party going on at the Turtles' Lair. <laughs> yeah, so show up. And Peach and Pete's like, I will be there. And he says, Pete and the Mutanos are going to party. Sorry, you I do that, do that. You do that too well. You, oh, I know it. <laughs> and I, I love Pigeon Pete. Pigeon Pete just looks like he runs into a lot of windows, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's a wonder he hasn't broken his neck yet. I know, right? <laughs> Then you get Harold and Libby, and they're together, and they're fighting like a married couple. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so we went from being shot and not even knowing if Libby's going to be alive in 64, and then now she's sitting beside him, which I'm happy she's alive. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Yeah. But it's like it's like they've been together. It's like, how much time has passed? I, well, it's, it's never really clear. I kind of wonder if it was kind of like, 
I kind of wonder if it's kind of like in real time where like the last issue, uh, issue 64, was it? Issue 64 comes out like what? November 25th or something like that. And this one comes yeah. out December 23rd. Just or December twenty first. It's like, well, yeah, maybe a month has gone by. You know, that's that's right. what I thought because if you really read uh, how Casey and Raphael talk to each other, they haven't talked to each other in a while. So, yeah, exactly. And Casey even mentions because April is going to be at the party. He mentions that he hasn't talked. He hasn't even talked to April in weeks. So yeah, yeah, okay, I, I get that. So you know, and I'm I'm very happy they're together because I you know having two big scientists like that you know <laughs> who knows what what they could uh, end up creating together. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, though, Harold was furious with the turtles, and he said, "You know, get away from me! I don't want anything to do with you because no matter what I, no matter what happens, something happens, something gets destroyed when I'm around you guys." And yet, that kind of goes away in this particular issue. So already, we get kind of some resolutions to some kind of open-ended conflicts from the last issue. So uh, going back to the party, Woody shows up from um, was it Rupert's Pizzeria? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'm trying yeah, to look. Yeah, Rupert's Pizzeria. It's on the box. Yeah. And, and he has the hots for Angel. He's immediately smitten for her. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious because it's kind of like, you have no idea how dangerous that girl is, man. Don't even talk. <laughs> Don't mess with her. She, yep. She will just eat you alive. It's just, yeah, she'll cut you. Yeah. She's she'll a man eater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Slash just shows up with a big old thing of candy. I don't get how Slash can sneak up on anybody. I was going to say, how did he get in? The dude's bigger than the door he just walked through. I know, I know. But he's got, like, a, just, like, arms full of candy bars, which is such a cool callback because that was what Michelangelo and Slash bonded over. Like, Michelangelo just gave him a Hershey bar or something like that. Oh, nice. Way back in City Fall, like, issue, I don't even know, 24, 25, something way a long time ago. And that was back when he was dumb slash. Uh, yeah, I just gave him a bunch of candy. And he's like, okay, I'll be your friend. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we cool. Yeah, and then uh, Michelangelo, uh, he goes, um, you know, he welcomes him with open arms and everything. And uh, Slash is like, oh, yeah, by the way, I brought some of my friends. And, you know, that's when you see the whole gang except Old Hob. And speaking of which, what happened to Old Hob? You will find out if you read Universe Number 5. Okay, interesting. Because I couldn't, I couldn't remember if he had a falling out with the mutant animals or not. Because I know, I think originally Michelangelo didn't he have a falling out with the mutant animals? Sorry, I'm sorry. You mean why is he not with the mutant animals? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, he wasn't with the mutant animals because before the Leatherhead story arc started, uh, the mutant animals and Old Hob had a falling out because at the time Old Hob worked out a deal with Hun and the Purple Dragons to buy. Oh yes. So. I forgot all about that. And then Hun and. It, he was buying weapons from him with the understanding that he his gang wouldn't try to hurt the meat animals. You know, they would mm-hmm. be not protected but just left alone. And Hun tried killing Michelangelo, so that was that was it. Hun was just like, No, you're done. You're dead to me. If I see you again, you're dead, you know. Wow. Powerful stuff, man. Yeah. This is really kinda of where the comic shines in my opinion, because you've got the you know, the whole mute animal crew except for old Hob. You know, everybody's there. You've got um, Pigeon P, Mutagen Man, Ray Filet. Um, who is the female? Um, Tanya. Tanya. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, she's a she's another cat. Yeah. Yeah. Then Mono Gecko. Um, Mutagen oh. Man. Did you did you talk about Mutagen Man? Yeah, Mutagen Man. Oh, gotta and... love his look here. 
Oh, and uh, what was the hermit crab's name again? I can't remember. Hermit. I think it's Hermit. I think his name is Hermit. Hermit? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got the whole crew, and it's cool because all the personalities kind of shine. You know, they're all huddled together. Uh, Pigeon Pete's on karaoke, and he's pretty hilarious. How, can Can we talk for a second about Ray Filet's design? How awesome does Ray Filet look? Man, yeah, oh, yeah, it looks to, great. Go to page 13. Yeah, he's all over the place there. Yeah, he just looks like a dude. Yeah, like he just happens to look like a fish, but he just looks like a dude. How are all these dudes ripped? Like every single I, one of them. Like spent a lot of time working out. They have like a timeshare at Gold's Gym or something like that. <laughs> I know, I know. And as much as the turtles eat, you would think, you know, hey, they're gonna have to spend a lot of time in the gym to burn that off. Oh man, and they're they, all ripped. They work out like three hours a day, easy. They've got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. Must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah. And then you got pepperoni eating a pepperoni pizza. What about yeah, that? that <laughs> it's almost as bad and as the, the Adams family. So. Yeah, I know. And then I love, I love on page uh, sixteen uh, the great pumpkin going on in the background. Charlie Brown. Oh wow, that is. I didn't notice that. <laughs> that's funny. That's pretty good. It should have been the Christmas special though. Yeah, you know. Well, that's probably just artist preference. So true. Yeah. I mean, you know, what were you expecting? Maybe the Adams family. I'm sorry, that was kind of that, a stretch. Yeah, it was that was a little forced, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. I, I hadn't said it in a while. You hadn't said it in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I missed it. I was getting the shakes. If you go to page fifteen and look mm-hmm. at the TV in the background, they're watching the How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, let me see, let me see. Uh on fifteen? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, all the way on the left there. Awesome. Yeah, up in the corner, yeah, right behind the panel with Ray Flay and Tanya. Oh, that's good stuff. That's yeah. good stuff. Man, I don't get how you can draw something that small and make it identifiable, you know? I know. I cannot it's, do that. It's, it's amazing how much talent these guys have. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and this is actually Matty Seneluco here, so he's back know, to the series. Man, yeah, this is so ready for him to come back, because as much as I love Dan Duncan, like, Mattias Santaluco's art is the series for me. Ah, uh, see, I like Dave Watcher a little better. He, yeah. Just personal maybe preference. Dave Watcher, that's what I meant. Yeah, Dan Duncan's yeah. amazing too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're all great. I mean, I love them all for their own reasons. Yeah. One not thing a I was. Link. Yeah. No, no, I agree. One thing I was really impressed with with this issue, not only is the artwork great, is uh, the coloring, man. It's such a beautiful issue. For as dark as this series gets, it you could never tell by looking at it. No, you know, it's, no. It's so just, it's beautiful to look at. Because, and such a great change of pace from other comics out there. It's just, it's just, this thing is like the traffic cone of comics out there. It's just like, you notice it, there it is. Yeah, and, and you know, I just love the tone of this, this issue, too, because uh, you just have them kind of all goofing off. It's just a funny, funny issue. And, yeah. um, you know, Casey and, and April, they, they kind of patched things up because I know there was a point in time where they weren't even talking anymore. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he gets her a gift. Oh, and then uh, Donatello rushes in. He's like, everyone outside, check this out. And then we have a Clark Griswold moment here. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he goes to light up the um, – where are they staying? Is this a church house? They're living or? in a church, yeah. In the, okay. Uh, it's their old lair from uh, way back in like around – Oh man, I cannot even remember what story arc. It's early, like within like the first twenty issues, oh, they okay. move out of the sewers and into a church, and they have to leave the church because Slash destroys it. So, wow! And after the whole issue fifty thing, Michelangelo goes back and repairs it. 
<laughs> so Donatello, he goes to light up all the lights, and of course it's as bright as can be, just like the Christmas Vacation movie. Yeah. And I love the, I love this. You know, so all the lights go out in, in the city and stuff, and then we get a call back to um, Bishop. He's like, hey, what, what's going on with the uh, transmitter over there? There's some kind of anomaly going on. Yeah, he's like, we had their location, and then they're just gone. We don't... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a nice tie-in to the T universe, because he doesn't show up in the regular series. He's in the side series. Right, exactly. Uh, so it's a nice way to tie both of those together, so... And then, uh, of course, you got um, Pigeon Pete singing uh, When the Lights Go Down in the City. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're all just kind of huddled outside admiring the lights. And even uh, Raph goes, hey, nice going, Griswold. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so nice, nice moment there. And then, uh, and then we get our epilogue. So do you want to describe this real quick? Yeah, the epilogue is it's um, at night, all the turtles are asleep, and you see just one doorway open. And what's really cool about this is there's like six or seven panels on this, and four of them are to uh, each panel is one of the Ninja Turtles' bedrooms. So like you get to see their own personalities here. You get to see how Leonardo has like everything is just Japanese architecture. He's even somehow got the paper doorways. He's got a bonsai tree and his swords, and he's laying on a flat mat on the ground in the middle of the floor. He's got a punching bag and everything. Raphael's room is definitely the best because he's got all just nothing but just workout and weight equipment and everything, and he's got a poster <laughs> of Wolverine on his wall. And your favorite character? Yeah, I hate Wolverine. He's the Street <laughs> Phantoms of the X Men. So, oh, <laughs> but it makes sense because Raphael is just the kind of wingnut that would love Wolverine. But uh, <laughs> and then Donatello's got just like Donatello looks like the Geek Squad desk at any Best Buy, and Michelangelo's is just. He's got a Vanilla Ice poster. Which I love is that. Amazing, which I do love. And he's also got a Wu-Tang Clan poster. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but then you see somebody walk in, and Michelangelo, because he's a giant kid, he left cookies and milk for Santa. Uh, somebody comes into the house, leaves presents, and takes a cookie. And walks out. And Michelangelo hears something, and he finds a present for him, and he unwraps it, and it's new nunchucks. He's got new metal nunchucks. And then you see outside, admiring the lights on the church, is Splinter. And he says to his sons, Merry Christmas, and you see him eating a cookie as he's walking away. Wow. So, okay, first of all, on the surface, man, what a cool scene. I, I really... I love I love this scene, you know, and I love this issue for so many reasons. Yeah. But what do you think of Splinter showing up, especially right after all this stuff that had happened? You know, I it, it, that was that was what saved Splinter for me. Oh, now, interesting. Not that I wasn't liking him because I mean, it's Splinter. You like the turtles, you like Splinter. There's not one turtles fan out there that says. I like the turtles; they're amazing. But that Splinter guy's got to go. It's like no, <laughs> you take one, or you take them all, or you don't take any of them. You don't just take one. Um, so, but when he was, he had the dumbest plan in the world to push his sons away. It's just like just just kick them out. <laughs> just be like your yeah. children live here, go away. <laughs> you go get a job, you know. But I really, it really saves because I thought he was just going to go full on villain. And yeah, it shows me too. that no, he never will. He he never will. He will never yeah. cross that line with the sons. And it really makes me feel bad, uh, feel better about the possibility of there being a fight between Splinter and the Ninja Turtles. Maybe it won't happen. 
maybe they will just let bygones be bygones, you know? Ah, interesting, man. So, so you know, I totally agree. I, I think after seeing this, this side of Splinter, mm-hmm. he cares. I mean, how can, as a reader, how can you not like Splinter at this point? I mean, yeah. you know, sure, I disagree with the things that he had done, but in the end, he still loves his sons, and in yeah. the end, he still will do anything it, anything it takes to take care of his sons. I also agree with you that I don't necessarily see, especially now after seeing this, I don't see the turtles fighting against him. Yeah, but I still see him dying. I mean, I, I, because again, he's still the leader of the Foot Clan. I still see something terrible happening to him, and that that stinks. Because again, I, I agree exactly with what you said. Splinter is one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Splinter was always one of my favorite characters, um, and and I, I'm not looking forward to that moment where we're gonna have to say goodbye to him. But I just I can feel it. It's it's gonna. It's going to happen. I just hope it's later than sooner. Yeah, I get the feeling, though, that this is the, hey, remember this moment. Remember how much you love Splinter because this time next year, <laughs> oh. there's going to be a body. You know? <laughs> oh, gosh. I hope you're wrong, but I, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I get right. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, so how many uh, slices of pizza would you give this? Or uh, how this, many uh, Christmas ornaments would you give this one? I give this one 10 ornaments out of 10. This is 10 cups of egg. Wow. I love, absolutely love this one because it is just the perfect breath of fresh air that you need after a really heavy storyline um, that we just got done with with issue 64. Um, it did, yes, it did seem really out of place at the very beginning because you just have no idea because it sounds like they're about to have a big battle. Like they're going to run into the foot clan headquarters or something like that. Then it's just like, okay, Donatello, you get the lights, Michelangelo or yeah, Michelangelo gets food. Leonardo puts coats away. Raphael gets chips. (laughs) Go. And it's just, wow, really? That's what we're doing. And then from page two onward, it is just one. Every single page has a joke somewhere. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In a good way, in the best way. Every single page makes you laugh or makes you – it just makes you smile. This is is a good, heartwarming, heartfelt issue that proves that you can just do anything with the Ninja Turtles. They just witnessed an assassination of a crime kingpin, and they're celebrating Christmas the next issue. You can just do anything with them. So there you go. Very true. Very true, man. And I I really can't add anything. I mean, what you said is exactly what I was going to say. I think think this is the kind of stuff right here. When you can do this and you can do the assassination thing at the same time within consecutive issues like that. Yeah. And and it still work. And make it um, believable. And right, and make it believable. You've got yourself a very versatile and a very entertaining series. And, And I think... The artwork, the storytelling in this, the lightheartedness, the tone, the heartwarming feel of this story at the very end. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a perfect Christmas story, and, and it's hard to believe that they could do this knowing everything we know from issue 64, and yet they did. So I would give this easily 10, let's see, what was Pigeon Pete eating? Oh, worm God. goulash. Yes. Worm goulash. <laughs> so I give it 10 worm goulashes out of, out of 10. Yeah. I... I it needs thoroughly more nog. enjoyed this. Yep. Yeah, it needs more nog. 
That yeah, I this this was I haven't read an issue this good since Deviations of the IDW comics. I mean, oh wow, and those are two just like such opposite ends of the spectrum. Right? True, Deviations true. issue sixty five. It's like this is how dark it can get, and this is how light it can get, and everything else in between. While good, everything else is just in between these two. It's bouncing back and forth, and yeah, this is just. This is probably it's a good thing this is the last issue of the year because this is probably my favorite issue of the year, you know. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. This this also reminds me of, you know, it it's got a feel good story just like um, you know, the old Michelangelo one shot, the, yeah. the Christmas special. It it's just got that uh, and also the tales of TMNT like the uh second series. I mean, the, there's something about the storytelling in this issue that reminds you of that. Mm-hmm. And um that's a good thing and uh you know, when you get a nice up, uplifting issue like this, it tends to stand out quite a bit. And, and I, I agree. This is definitely probably my favorite issue easily this this year, I would yeah. say. Hey, Matt, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. All right, man. So to go from something positive to something not so great... <laughs> Not, not terrible. All right, what are all right. you saying? Okay, we are – well, let me set this up for you, Nicole. First of all, uh, welcome back on the show, and we are just in time for a uh, for a doozy. Woo! She'll never be on again. <laughs> no, I think this is this might seal the deal, and we're sorry. So uh, so this one here, just to give a real quick uh, background, this is We Wish You a Turtles Christmas, um, and this was a straight-to-VHS 1994 Christmas special. Uh, and it was funny. I actually looked this up on IMDb today, and it has a 1.8 rating out of 10, based on <laughs> based on uh, 295 uh, reviews. That <laughs> is what I look for in a Christmas movie. Yeah, <laughs> they're about to get 298 reviews right now. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and then um, one thing I thought was really interesting is the writer of this. Her name is I think it, I'm assuming it's a girl. I don't know. It's it's uh, Tish Rabe. Tish is that a girl's name or a guy's name or? That should be a girl's name. Well, if it's, I, it, it could be Tish Rab, and then it would be a guy's name. But um, apparently this writer also wrote another one, a straight-to-VHS Turtles movie or special that I never heard of until today, and it's called Turtle Tunes. And it also came out the same year, so I can't wait to see that one. So uh, we are actually pulling up the YouTube video here. So listeners, if you want to follow along, which I don't know why you would, but, you know... <laughs> If you want to, uh, we're going to go ahead. So, Josh, you got yours pulled up? Yeah, one second. Hold on one second. Sure. Quality. Now, it might echo. I'm not sure. The 140p. Okay, there we go. I was just trying to make sure that it was in the lowest quality possible just to give it the most authentic viewing. (laughs) Right. Uh, That's good. Let's see. Okay, yeah, we're ready. There's another thing I want to explain to you listeners. If you've not seen this, there's a whole bunch of um, – uh, what's the word? Bloopers. There's a whole bunch of flaws in this that, that kind of make it really entertaining because they're doing the 12 days of Christmas and they count wrong with certain things. And Oh, it's hilarious. So, um, And nothing brings a, together the Christmas spirit than, than we wish you a turtle Christmas. So uh, we're going to go ahead and click play in five, four, three, two. One and click. All right. Let me cut the volume up so I can hear this. 
So, Nicole, what do you think about the music, the hot jam? She walked away already. <laughs> and she's done. <laughs> no, no, I think it's awesome music. No, I started to get stomach cramps, so. Oh, gosh, well, I know. That's how this, bad the show is. I was going to say, this has that effect on people. <laughs> so, you know, one thing I always wondered about is, are these the same costumes that were in the, um, oh, the tour they did? Yeah. It looks like the tour ones, yeah. Yeah, it looks like it. The Coming Out of the Shells tour. It looks like the secondary costumes, like the guys that they sent ahead to like get advertising and stuff, like they yeah. wore. <laughs> I think it is. You know what? These costumes look fine because, like, the Ninja Turtles would be naturally scary, but, like, those teeth, man. Yeah. That's what does it. Those baseball card-sized teeth. See, I think it's the eyes that do it for me. They kind of scare me. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of got the bug eyes. I don't want to be eaten. I don't care if stuff's staring at me. I don't want to get eaten. Right. I think it totally sounds like it is New Kids on the Block inspired. <laughs> hey, they were pretty... Were they popular in 94? Or were they done by then? They were done by then. This was 94? Yeah, 94. So this this is, looked uh... like 84. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nicole's going to step out for just a second. Bless her heart. She's coming back, though. So this is directed by Larry Osborne. All right. Oh, there it is. Man. You know what? I'll give this points for continuity. That's still like the subway station sewer later. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, this is the set from The Next Mutation. This is the same place. <laughs> oh, deck the halls with pepperoni. Oh, mustard eggplant. Ugh. Can't do it. Why are oh, they singing the glasses? Well, you know, you gotta admire you gotta admire them. They're they're trying a big range of different styles of music. Yeah, we will appeal <laughs> to everyone. You know, we'll find right? a way. You know what I what I find is hilarious about this is um <clears throat> they all sound alike. Yeah. <laughs> like this is obviously made by people who just like don't care not even don't know much about the Ninja Turtles, but don't care. You right. know, it's just you know, it's just uh which I can I, I mean you can tell people actually tried, they put forth effort, but like all the turtles look the same. Yeah. Color yeah. schemes are all the same and except wow <laughs> Raphael really. <laughs> With the tinsel. Jeez. Oh, this is great. I haven't seen this since the last time we recorded uh, for this, so this is great. I've, I'm, this is all coming back. And look how long their bandanas are. Those are long. Very long, very long. I am grasping at straws if it's not obvious. Like, oh, wow. what are they doing? So did you hear that? They said Merry Christmas to the Shredder. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, spirit of forgiveness, all that. Yeah, bygones be bygones. I guess Shredder's still alive in this. He must be. <laughs> oh yeah the whole plot of this that's right I forgot all about this they forgot they had one job they forgot to get Splinter a gift so now they gotta get into downtown and go get Splinter a gift and in the meantime they're gonna sing a whole bunch of songs in order to do that waste time <laughs> <laughs> hey there's a pinball back there yeah I wonder what that was Man, you can really tell, like, in the in the movie, the 1990 movie, like, unless yeah. you're, like, an adult watching it, you can't really, like, if you're a kid, you can't really tell that there's suits that people are wearing. Yeah. 
but like in this it's like way obvious because you can like see like that the head is an actual helmet that they're wearing and everything <laughs> i you know i i gotta give them credit at least the well, one thing that is interesting is at least they can blink i mean and most of the time they don't but i saw a couple of blinks and yeah so you know there's some animatronics going on there Oh yeah, def- well I mean like the mouths are moving and everything. You know, yeah. Like these you know what, in all honesty, yeah, they they are guys in suits, but like these look like straight up action figures. Yeah, right. Like if you like look at the wacky action ninja turtle figures, these look like those. Right. <laughs> Alright, so now they're going to uh the streets. In broad daylight. <laughs> look at Donatello's face. Look at, why is just mouth agape slack on <laughs> I know. What is this? Uh, and you know what, Leo and, uh, well, gosh, Leo and um, Donnie, they look very, very similar, like the colors, and mm-hmm. Mikey and Raph are almost indistinguishable. You can't. I know, uh, right? <laughs> Man, like, if there were ever a time to have the initial belt buckles, it would really help right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this, Josh. Yeah. Now, you're a little bit older than I am, so how old would you have been in 1994? 94, I was 11. 11. So would you have still watched something like this? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, man. I, I, I love the Ninja Turtles that much. It wasn't really like until I was a teenager, and even then, I, I still watched Ninja Turtles whenever I saw it off, you know? Okay, so, so, so 11-year-old you, would you sit there and, and actually enjoy this? That's I, I can't honestly answer that. I, have, <laughs> I I do not know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. You know, I actually, sadly, knowing me, I think I actually would have enjoyed this. I, I think okay. if I had seen this at like eight or nine or something, I would have been in my little dancing, singing this whole thing. So, see, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Where are these kids' parents? I know, right? <laughs> it's nighttime, and like it's these- Christmas Eve, no less. These are the healthiest looking homeless kids I've ever seen in my life, you know? No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and they're very happy about it. Yeah. You got a kid on uh, rollerblades. They're happy being street drummers, you know? It's like they're going to freeze to death in an overpass later that day, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Roller you remember rollerblades? Blades? Man, everybody had to have a pair of rollerblades in the 90s. Oh, yes. I remember, man. I spent a lot of time at the skating rink. That yeah. was my jam. Man, we didn't have a skating rink, but we just would just go all over the place. Where we could, right? Like, oh man, did you see that kid bat fell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just uh, I cannot get over any of this. Well, it's, you know why? Because we gotta get a gift, gotta get a gift, gotta get a gift, gotta get a gift. And I love, I love. They must have. The director must have just told the kid, "Hey, just skate around, kid." Just skate around. Like, it's about to fall. And Leonardo's like, you suck, get out of here. <laughs> he pushed him off the camera. Get out of my oh. shot, punk. <laughs> You're still in my scene. Alright, so is this now would this be rap here or is this a pop Raphael's, song? Raphael's talking to Leonardo. <laughs> I can with I love how the drumming's not really <laughs> He's drumming the wrong side of that trash can. <laughs> You had one oh, job, kid. You messed up. <laughs> See, they're pitching to Philly like, oh, man, we only got two hours left. What? How about we, like, go help these kids that have obviously been stranded here? 
I let, let them stay in the sewer for a night. Jeez, give them a shelter over their heads. Okay, you know what? People who were haters of the new movies talking about, like, why are the Ninja Turtles out in the open? Why are they doing that? Take a look at this movie. Ninja Turtles have always been just out in the middle of the street doing whatever they wanted to do. That's right. Just ruining their reputation. Yeah, they've been out in the shadows since 1994. Yeah, they were out of the shadows before. All right, so what do you think of Michelangelo's opera here? He's got some pipes, man. He's outside the pipes. Oh, God. How much more we got of this? Man. Uh, almost halfway there. Man, you know what? If In all honesty, I'm not like even actually watching this. I'm just kind of talking to you. <laughs> all that's kind of what I do. <laughs> this is just something that's on in front of me. <laughs> so, so have you made it all the way to this point before? No, I watched the rap rap and I was done. Oh, nice. <laughs> gotta get a gift, gotta get a gift, gotta get a gift. And I was the guy that owned the Coming Out of Their Shells tour on VHS, tape, and CD. And I oh. turned this off. See, I, I, I would have I would have uh, been all over the, the tour, but I don't think I knew about it when I was a kid. Yeah, see, like, the tour happened, like, right after, I want to say after the second movie. Oh, okay, I got you. And, like, the second movie was, at the time, the second movie was, like, my favorite movie. So, yeah. like, there, so I got, like, any Ninja Turtle magazine I could find. Like, we'd go to the grocery store once a week, and there would be a Ninja Turtles magazine there wow. and they just advertise the ever living out of the live show right okay mac hey nicole I, I hey i wouldn't have blamed you a bit if you just just stayed out <laughs> no 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 so um i wanted to answer a question you asked joss that i overheard while i was gone uh-huh is how old would i have been in 94 yeah yeah 94 so it would have been 11 going on 12 at the end of the year oh stop it <laughs> oh wow nice <laughs> But um, she was born the year before me. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you gotta respect your elders. I got an older woman. Yeah. yeah. But, and then what was the other part of the question? Would you your eleven year old self like this? Yeah. So, yes. So my your eleven year old self would have hated this. Yes. Ugh, <laughs> 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 boys. No, <laughs> no, Ninja wasn't Turtles. boys. No, was, I was at this point in time like I was really into. Um, Alfred Hitchcock and North by Northwest and all that and then reading classic books so Ninja Turtles is like the furthest from my mind when I was 11 <laughs> man yeah, we got was, ourselves a reader <laughs> I wasn't I know like by the time I was 12 I had read like Sherlock Holmes complete works and most of Shakespeare and wow Lord of the Rings the whole trillet both all five books including the Cimmerillion so no kid at 12 yeah, I was a big reader. Oh, very nice. I see. I didn't actually get into reading till a little bit later. Um, probably, gosh, probably my junior year of high school. So yeah. I, I probably would have been all over this. Yeah, yeah <laughs> this I know. I, right at here. eleven years old, I was outside in the backyard, pointing up, going airplane, airplane. <laughs> in, in ninth grade, I read the unabridged account of Monte Cristo by Alexander. Oh Paul. wow! Oh yes. In case you didn't know. She's smarter than us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the listeners know. <laughs> I wouldn't have understood it anyway. No, ah, the count. I actually taught that my student teaching year. Uh, in uh, I had to teach uh, a freshman 
uh, English class and a um, two senior English classes. And I, mm-hmm. I think I taught it for the the freshman class, but it was an advanced class. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we we taught the count and uh, oh gosh, we taught the giver and, and a couple of others. Oh but yeah, good stuff. We get it, Rob. You're smarter than me. <laughs> no, get out of here. No way. <laughs> I'm just gonna be over here and play with my Ninja Turtle toys. <laughs> You're just gonna be doing the rap rap. Yeah. The rap rap. The rap rap. Rap rap. I'm in shock and awe with my least favorite book ever. What's that? The Tale of Two Cities. Nobody likes that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's like you know, the, it's like the Citizen Kane of books. It's like it's terrible. <laughs> Like, nothing happens. Nothing happens in that movie or that book. Does somebody get a play as a gift in this movie? <laughs> in this movie, maybe. Rosebud. They'll name it. Oh, Rosebud. Oh, my God. It's That'd that be funny. Hot, Splinter. Hey, what do you think of Splinter, Nicole? Um, He looks like a gerbil. He, I was just about to say, he looks like a gerbil. I had a sick ah. ferret that looked better. <laughs> If you remember the live tour, this was the same one that was singing like I'm skipping stones. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, the, I think this is the Twelve days. days. These are all. I looked it up. These are all the same people. Oh my! God, there's a kid. There's the kid. It's a real kid. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's. I think there's a couple more background. He took those kids in that were like the drum players. Oh good, good. I'm glad they gave him a place to stay for the night. Yeah. You can stay here, kid, but you're going to work. We want dishes done. We want a vacuum. <laughs> Let's see. I want to see if I can pull up the lyrics of this song real quick. There's no lyrics to this song. They were just making it up. <laughs> you know, somewhere there is, like, a book version of this film. <laughs> oh, yeah. Five video games. But they don't show half the stuff. They keep showing the same gift, like Donat. We get it, Donatello. You got hey, it's a manhole. Someone was holding a Game Boy. Oh, okay. All right, I don't see the kimonos. You see kimonos? Why is he wearing silk kimonos in the stewards? Isn't that anti-productive? Yeah, you would think so. And it's framed. Would you eat that pizza? No. 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 Look like pizza. No. I'd use it for one of those manhole covers, maybe, or a frisbee. <laughs> you know what? What's in that punch? <laughs> yeah. It's all that acid toxic waste from up above. Right. But I, oh, I, I just noticed I got a telephone booth back there. Yes. Yeah, Doctor nice. Who is going to stop in later. Yeah. <laughs> Crossover. Man, it's a, actually, that could be a Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent Adventure crossover. Right there. Oh, it's like yeah. the same telephone booth. Oh my gosh, this is a long song. IDW, we're just giving you ideas. Bill and Ted, (laughs) TMNT crossover next year. Well, see, this is great. This is great. We've talked about um, Tale of Two Cities. We've talked about uh, Gerbils. (laughs) Bill and Ted would be totally awesome. Bill and Ted, yeah, yeah. Four manhole covers. Sorry. (laughs) That's horrible. You know that's not true, right? No, that's not true. Now, what, what's going on with Richard Gere? No, never mind. No, 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 no. We, we can't talk it's about bad. that. Oh, bad. No, if this were Bargain Bin Radio, we'd have been talking about it for a half hour now. But... <laughs> <laughs> Nicole does not miss Bargain Bin Radio, so... Oh, see, I missed it. Okay, listeners, for those of you still listening, God bless you. 
Bargain Bin Radio was one of no no joke. I'm glad you're both here because I want to say I loved your show. I wish you guys would bring it back. It was, it was one of my favorite shows. Excuse me. <laughs> we will once our youngest one becomes old enough to not drain the souls from our being. Yeah, I understand. He, he really takes it out of us, <laughs> and the other four do too. Let's just, let's just put uh, it. Out. I, believe me, I understand. No, you don't. Well, no, no, true, true. I don't Your quite get it, but I get it. Perfect. Oh. Your oh, child no. with all that hair, it's just. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be one tomorrow. It, it just blows my mind. I can't believe it. I know. That went by quick, man. Oh, sure did. Man, your kid's almost a New Year's or a uh, Christmas Eve baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was only uh, three hours shy of it. Um, yeah. It was December twenty third at around uh, like nine nine thirty at night. Uh, Did you want to yeah. tell Chris about just the, you know, just hold yeah, it there a couple more hours? Like wait, wait three hours and then he can pull the trigger. Right? Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. She, pretty sure she would have killed me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she would have too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, pizza's on its way, guys. Yay! <laughs> They've already got, like, so many pizzas there. Yeah, look how many kids are there. Where are all those kids? <laughs> All right, we wish you Turtles Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> New Year. Oh. So, so Where Nicole. Where did they kidnap all of these children from? I don't know. Were they all outside? No. Is this why April is in this? Like, she just, they're like, the turtles turn out to be. That oh. kid's about to fall. That's a hazard. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't trust that construction. It kind of looks like that they went to the place where all the kids and Sam Rockwell were in the first <laughs> Ninja Turtle movie, and there was these kids left behind because they were like, "We heard there was family here," and they're like, "We'll bring you to a family at Christmas time." <laughs> we'll make full members of the turtles. It's like an after Christmas get out. But you got to sing and dance with us. Well, no? it looks like. It looks like it's leading towards the next day you find out that the turtles and splinters are like the witch from Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> so, like they're just like feeding them pizza and and seven up and candy just to right. fat them up so they can melt them down and eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those teeth. Yeah, I with know, those I know. teeth. Yeah, I know. See, those, see here's one thing blanks. I always I always wonder about with these shows is uh, or like these musicals. Are they actually singing during this, or okay. is, is music actually playing in the background as they're dancing? No. It's it's playing in the background while they're dancing and stuff, more than likely. Sometimes, oh, okay. Sometimes, depending on the director, they'll just tell them to like pretend to sing or lip sync or whatever, and then they'll ADR it. Right. And then, um, I was gonna say because they're a little out of sync. Right. <laughs> then if you're Baz Luhrmann. You make your actors sing on stage or on set. <laughs> oh wow! Maybe that's like, what the kids did. Have you ever seen Moulin Rouge? Oh yes, actually I have. So they actually sang those songs while they were filming. Wow, what about that? That's authentic. Yep, but in this one, I'm 100 percent certain they're looking. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you're probably right. So, so what did you think, Nicole? I mean, I I know you've never seen this before. That, blown away? that was interesting. Would you watch it again? Well, sure, why not? It wasn't. It, I didn't want to gouge my eyes though. I can give you like, like twenty that. minutes worth of reasons why we don't have to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
is not the worst thing I've ever seen. That's what is true. what is the worst thing you've ever seen? Uh, I've never seen it because I don't want to, but I would have to think that Human Centipede and any sequel <laughs> that follows would be worse than this. So there you go. We wish you Turtle Christmas. At least it's not as bad as Human Centipede. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we wish you a Turtle Christmas as the Human Centipede of Ninja Turtles. So it's... Ah, true, true. It's the one that's in the middle of those three. So... I don't know, guys. I, I think the the worst thing... I don't... Have you guys ever seen the Oprah? Yeah. Uh, oh, God, special? No, I love that. Oh, you like that? I did because I enjoyed it when I was a kid. Like, my mom let me stay home from school so I could watch Oprah with her because the Ninja Turtles were going to be on. Oh, my God. And I loved it. I thought it was cool. It was hilarious when Shredder showed up. But then, as an adult, if you go back and watch that, it is, like, the dirtiest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> because, like, there's one point where Michelangelo's making fun of... Not making fun, but he's uh, talking about how Raphael's trying to get April interested in an interspecies relationship. Oh, yeah, that was a little, little weird. A little weird. And then, the next joke, Raphael says, yeah, but, you know, she can't hold her breath that long. It's just like, wait a minute. What is he talking about? Being underwater. Uh huh. Ah, well. Being under something. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I, I I just love how we just completely talked over the whole thing. I think we we addressed a couple things, but you know. <laughs> we addressed that they're the costumes from the live show. That's true. That's that the true. music. And the quality is probably right up there with the live show. <laughs> that is also true. I think the music in the live show is better. Yeah. Played fake guitars. No, no, no. Like the, the one act, string guitars. The music is genuinely better than this. <laughs> like, like at least like it's like eighties power ballad inspired. That'll get you pumped up. Like the guys who wrote songs for Journey wrote songs for that live tour. You know. <laughs> The music from this. I don't know if that's true, but that's the what music it's like. from this musical from this Christmas special sounds like they kind of flipped through the dial, or like the old radios on cars where you had those push <laughs> buttons that you could preset. But they went new kids on the block, then the guy that said that saying "Don't worry, be happy." Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> some sort of fun opera. Yeah, yeah, because there's fun opera. And it's called Frapra. Frapra. Who's Frapra? And then there was some sort of rap. Rap. Then out of nowhere, the Wu Tang Clan yeah, showed up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it sounds like it literally sounds like they were just somebody's changing stations yeah. on the car radio. <laughs> you know, I I just love that this the show actually like had a writer, you know, and said, okay, uh, here, here's what? our plot. You know, we're we're gonna have uh, we're gonna get a splitter present and we're gonna sing songs all the way through it. There you go. Boom, go. Go. We got it. We got a hit. <laughs> you know what? I swear this was an episode of the 80s cartoon at one point. You know, like there's got to be one season where they did a Christmas episode. I and did. It, it, because this seems like an episode of the cartoon. Like you really take the rose tinted glasses off and really think about how just ridiculous that 80s cartoon is. As good as it is that it's like a Three Stooges series. No, it's not. <laughs> and, like, the last three seasons weren't, because, like, they tried being serious. But, like, this seems like an episode of the old cartoon. It's just like, oh, yeah, man, Christmas is coming three hours to go. Oh, wait, we forgot <laughs> a present for Splinter. 
off to Times Square. To mug people or what? Well, you know, to go. They got shops. So. <laughs> they want to get a soft pretzel. I don't know. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, they want to sing for a while, and then eventually, you know, get the. Presents. Yeah, they wanted to sing, abduct some kids, and get a get you, a. You know what happened? Is they tried to go see Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get Splinter uh, tickets to the Lion King or something yeah. like that. So. Well, that time it would have been cats. Oh, it would have been cats. Yeah. Cats, yeah, cats was big. But then, then again, Splinter wouldn't like that because they're cats. Right. Yeah. Well, he's yeah, a rat. catastrophe. Rats all just. Rats will kill cats anytime. So that's true. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Very good point. <laughs> Tell so, old Bob that. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> she listens to the show. So, uh, so Nicole, I got a question for you. Yep. How many slices of pizza would you give this uh, particular episode of uh, Ninja Turtles? Out of how many? Uh, out of ten. Ten being the best. One, one being the worst. Uh, I'd give it a four. Yeah. Oh wow, that was pretty good. <laughs> he sounds like that's <laughs> higher than I'm giving it. <laughs> no, because it's still. I mean, it has nostalgic value. If you're a little kid, you probably enjoy it. If you're like under, let's say seven, because kids now will be like, "Well, why isn't it CG animated?" Yeah. True, very true. And then you look at them and say, "Be quiet, you little troll." And <laughs> <laughs> See that nerd? This is what practical effects give you, yeah. right? <laughs> but yeah. It, I mean, music wasn't, it's catchy enough yeah. for me to probably be thinking about it all night now. Yeah. Yeah. He's dreaming about manhole Leonardo covers. Leonardo and manhole covers. <laughs> and framed pizzas. Yep. Five video games. <laughs> Smart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Honest, in all honesty, I bet I'm willing, I don't know about your Grayson, but our Grayson would probably love this. Yeah, she likes to sing. Because our Grayson loves singing. And oh, really? And loves the turtles, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's she's awesome. actually really good. Raising she's developed this new form. It's called scream singing, where she just like ha ha ha. <laughs> it's it's like death metal for yeah. babies. <laughs> that's her, just all the time. <laughs> right. Right. Well, so, you know, I have to agree with your points, though. Like, I I don't want to you know rub this in or anything, but I am a little bit younger than you guys, uh, so <laughs> I would would have been so ninety four. I'd have been. Uh, eight. I'd have been eight years old. Oh my god! So yeah, I actually probably would like this. I know it. I know it. I need to respect my elders. But so would your eight-year-old self really like this? Uh, you know, it's hard to it's hard to say because I I actually kind of got out of the turtles right around this time. Yeah. Uh, but I honestly probably because I like the Power Rangers during this time. So, and this is kind of like the Power Rangers in a lot of ways. And the Power Rangers were not popular enough to have their own live show. Well, yeah, yeah, but you know what's funny about it is there was, I remember getting into my stocking for Christmas, there was a Power Rangers Christmas special that I think was a musical. Oh, wow, really? I never knew that, man. I like the Power Rangers, too, and I, I never knew that. Oh, that's cool. It, if we were looking at it from a completely nostalgic point of view, like what would make you like this as a child, I bet that you would totally be enamored with this still if it had been something like many times you've shared, like your dad had shared something with you when you were a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I bet if this was one of those things, then it would still be a fairly strong inclination to be like, I give it a nine. <laughs> yeah, I'd be defensive. Like, don't you put, we wish you a turtle Christmas down. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, you're right. You're you're definitely right. You know, if it was a gift that was given to me by my old man, I'd have been all over it for sure. Yeah. So, well, so what about you, Josh? What would you give this? Man, you know what? I would give this like a like a five. Like it's right smack. Oh, wow. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, there. I've seen some worse things come from stuff with a Ninja Turtles name on it. I mean, I've seen a Ninja Turtles cereal bowl. Okay. There's worse stuff. There's Turtleflakes. more useless stuff out there than this. I mean, I would be so happy to show this to my kids, and I probably will. On Christmas Eve, we'll all watch this probably, and they'll make fun of it, and I'll defend it, and then I'll go off to my room, stopping my feet. and <laughs> Or we can watch the Yule Log for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably better. But yeah, I'd give this a five. I mean, like, no, it's not good. It's not great. It is a good thing to have on when you're just, like, ironing clothes. You know? Right. <laughs> it's just, folding laundry, I don't really care. You know, my kid, it, this, show this to your, like, if you have really little kids, show this to your kids. They'll probably get a real big kick out of it. So. You know, actually, I, I agree with you guys. Wow, you guys were a lot more positive about this than I expected. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, this is why you have us on, man. That's you true. Know. Yeah, different perspectives. Good stuff. That's great. Josh is the picture of positivity. Yeah. He, right. <laughs> and Don't it, take it, the picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's the power of positivity. It'll ruin positivity for everybody. So. Oh, I was just thinking of something we were talking about Saturday morning PSA cartoons. Was there ever a Ninja Turtles G.I. Joe crossover? No. Ooh, I don't think so. Well, not that I know of. It just kind of seems like that would be the perfect moment for Michelangelo to go like, the more you know, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, if nothing else, how awesome would a sword fight between Snake Eyes and Leonardo be? I'd be all and over that. Here I am being, like, all realistic about it. Like, yeah. And so <laughs> a splintered cobra. A splinter, just like... <laughs> dude, yeah, especially if it was, like, the 80s turtles have the 80s shredder trying to, like, outwit the cobra commander, and they're just both idiots. No! Oh. <laughs> you know, I can actually see that. That's like the villainous A-team that we all want from our 80s youth, where it's like Cobra Commander, Master Shredder, Mumra, and... What's a Mumra? Mumra's from Thundercats. Oh, okay. And, I don't know, Megatron. I don't know. You know, it's just... Well, see, guys, here, here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. IDW owns all those properties, so, hey, there you go. <gasps> yeah, there I you know. go. Another idea. Yeah, right, well, right for him. All you've got, IDW, listen to your Uncle Josh here. All you've got to do is have Donatello and the Ninja Turtles in a giant metalhead mech suit punching out Optimus Prime, and you're going to print like a thousand, you're going to print a million dollars per issue, basically. That's that's what's going to happen. That's how comics work. (laughs) Oh, totally. (laughs) You just print your own money. Yeah, yeah. I can't go wrong. If you saw a comic book cover with Metalhead punching out Optimus Prime, just shut up and take my money. It would be that meme with Fry waving around money. Just be like, shut up and take my money all over the place. America. (laughs) Ah, Very true. Very true. Well, guys, how are we going to end the, like, what kind of pizza are we going to have to end this episode? I'm sorry. I'm Jewish. I should have told you at the beginning of the episode. So this is happy (laughs) Happy Hanukkah, everybody. So let's have an all pork pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know. Josh, keep things kosher, right? No! <laughs> I'm not Jewish. I'm Irish. So. There's no potatoes on it. No! <laughs> Dude, yeah, a bacon and french fry pizza. That's what we need that to have. That actually sounds really good. With that stuffed does. crust. Bacon and french fry pizza with stuffed crust. Yes. So no Christmas theme. We're just going for calories. 
Yeah. Well, that's what Christmas is. <laughs> Christmas dinner is just cow and eggnog. You gotta have True. plenty of nog. True. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, so you're not, oh, you're not in an eggnog? Oh, see, I'm all about that. Oh, I was thinking about it with the pizza. I oh, was thinking, well. I like eggnog, but we were talking about pizza flavor. Well, I thought kinda, you guys meant. Oh. <laughs> well, it's just kind of like you go to Papa John's, you get that little cup of garlic butter. Mm-hmm. Well, this one you get a cup of eggnog that you dip it into. Yeah, no, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, see? That's what I was thinking. Oh, come on. Embrace your inner Michelangelo and just uh, go for it. I, Michelangelo I a, wouldn't even do that. I ate a pepperoni, <laughs> whipped cream, and jelly bean pizza for you, Rob. Come you on. did. You did. No, not for me. You lost a bet. Yeah. I did. Who's <laughs> <laughs> proving his love for you, Rob? I was That's true. That, that, that is true love. That's true. <laughs> That's how you'll rank them. Right. Ah, man, I already forgot the pizza. So it's uh, baked potato and fries? Bacon and fries. Bacon and fries. That's going to say With stuffed crust. You got it. All right, dudes and dudettes. Well, here's to hope you enjoy your bacon and fries with stuffed crust and a side of eggnog pizza. Cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga, dudes. Um, I, I don't... Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Hey, Nicole. Hi, sorry. <laughs> How's you're gonna going? Watch the, you're going to watch the uh, Turtles with us, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> doing good, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> doing good, doing good. So we, so we are going to torture her, right? I, I believe so, yeah. All right. <laughs> good deal. Let's... I will watch the Chris the Beth watch So, um, <clears throat> uh, gosh, there was one more thing I was going to mention before we get started. We're... See, this is why I should take notes. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, gosh, this is the whole point of the show. Jeez, I'm an idiot. Ah, uh, so, okay. <laughs> What? Hello in the second movie when he's like playing with the bouncy videos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. See, she, she, she knows. She, she's she's a watching fan. the show. She's watching it. Yeah, she is. She is. She, is. Yeah. she may be in denial, but she is a Turtles fan. <laughs> she's in denial, but we don't care. She's right. You know, no. Bringing no. it in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. No. I'm gonna see if I can, I'm gonna see if I can talk Nicole into this. <laughs> Only if she see. wants to. I, I gotta see. Hold on. Okay. She is not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Nicole. This was his idea. Yeah. This was all Josh's idea. I had nothing to do with this. Oh, man. I mean, I wasn't doing anything but looking at multi-million dollar homes that I plan on buying when we win the Powerball on <laughs> Christmas Eve, so. Uh, yeah, I understand, I understand. That's my <clears throat> pastime. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's so funny. Chris, Beth, and I, we actually do the same thing. We we think you know she she's already like we're we're hoping to buy a, a home this year, and uh, she's already looking at homes. They're like three hundred, four hundred thousand. I'm like, honey, how much do you think we make? <laughs> how much do you think I make? We got really lucky with our house. I mean, our house isn't like huge or anything. It's the first floor is seventeen hundred square feet, and then the second oh. floor is like twelve hundred square feet. Hey, nice. But we got ten acres. 
and um a full basement and yeah. it was under 90 grand so wow what a steal no kidding but the house was built in 1906 wow no kid wow <laughs> yeah there's still there's sears roebuck catalogs like plastered to the wall in the basement oh my goodness <laughs> seriously yeah that is cool oh i i hope one of these days i can come up there and see it when it's yeah, not negative 40 degrees yeah I don't blame you yeah. so you have August 1st to August 12th to make it here <laughs> oh sweet sweet well and then we have ice fishing season oh gosh so, so what's the weather like uh, right now over there uh, I think it's like 22 out right now oh yeah. wow so that's pretty warm it's, for you guys It's yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's really not nice. bad at all today it's yeah. a heat wave it was, yeah it really was I was out outside at work uh <laughs> I was on my break and I was outside, uh, not smoking, and I had to like unzip my jacket. Just like, oh, dude, it's hot out here. Have you, Rob? Have you ever seen a Muppet Christmas Carol? Oh yes, yes. Well, it's been okay. a while, but I love that movie. So every time somebody says it's the heat wave, I think of that movie because there's the one spot where in the beginning, where Rizzo asks if they can put an extra coal on the fire, and Scrooge is like one. And then they start singing, it's a heat wave, <laughs> a tropical heat wave. Oh, Ever I since it. I was a kid, that's all I could think of when anybody says heat wave. No. <laughs> that's oh, my gosh. holiday movie. Ah, uh, it takes me back. I've never, I've never seen it, so I don't oh, know. Oh, Josh. That's my other one. Yeah, that's a holiday movie? No, oh. it's my favorite. You know, I've, ne- I've never actually seen Muppets in Space. I feel pretty terrible about that, because I hear that's one of the better ones. It's a good one, yeah. I saw Muppets in Manhattan. Sounds I, okay. I've not seen that one. Muppets yeah. Take Manhattan. Muppets Take Manhattan. Just like yeah. Jason. I saw Jason Takes Manhattan. I saw that one, too. Yeah, know? yeah. That movie's stupid. You haven't seen it. Pretty bad. <laughs> She's right, though. <laughs> it is stupid, yeah. He's in Manhattan for, like, five minutes of that movie. Yeah, like, the last ten minutes, and then... Okay, this is my only rant, and then we'll we'll, we'll get on with this. But uh, it was awesome when he punched that dude's head off, though. So. True, true, yeah. But like, what I don't understand about that movie is, okay, at the very end, he gets destroyed by acid. He's he's done. His body is gone. And yeah. then you watch the sequel. Jason uh, goes to heck, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. He is still alive at the, the beginning of that movie. Yeah. He's walking around chasing this one lady and then eventually gets blown up. And then his spirit yep. lives on. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. <laughs> no, no continuity, but... Then Anybody again, want to explain that? Yeah, yeah. Didn't. Kane Hodder needed a new car. Yeah. Ah, that's it, that's it. <laughs> I was going to say, Jason Voorhees, his, you hear so many people who are like trying to sound like they're purists, and it's like, no, man, he's a deadite. Pamela Voorhees found the Necronomicon and raised her sons, but... Shut up. His superpower <laughs> he makes money. That's, that's what he, true. That's how he regenerates. Uh, yes, yes. Stop being so negative. I'm not negative. I'm very positive that he makes money. <laughs> making money. He just makes... This is Jason with machetes, just making it rain. Making you know, it rain, just, yeah. Blood yeah. and money. Blood and money. <laughs> Blood money. Blood money. Up, that's it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Josh, you got yours pulled up? Yeah, one second. Hold on one second. Sure. Now, it might echo. I'm not sure. There we go. I was just trying to make sure that it was in the lowest quality possible, just to give it the most authentic viewing. (laughs) Right. Oh, that's good. 
Let's see. Well, okay, yeah, we're ready. All right, so hopefully. Well, wait. Let's uh, let's do a volume check. Okay. First before we get started. All right, so I'm gonna go and play mine, and you guys play yours, and see if like hopefully there's no echo. Yeah, I want to make sure they don't overlap. Yeah. Okay, mine's playing right now. All right, so we'll re- <laughs> we'll rewind this masterpiece, and we'll go ahead and start this thing. <clears throat> Oh my god. Oh, just, it was just a blurry image. You couldn't tell yet. <laughs> what are we going to watch? Oh, you'll see. Oh, yeah. This is. So, you've never seen this before, Nicole? If it, if it makes you feel any better, my work daughter, the gal at work that I mother, she was born in 94. <laughs> yeah. So, you're her mom, huh? I'm her work mom, because her mom? mom doesn't help her with, like, real mom things, so I help her with mom things. Aw, well. That's... Like, how to iron a shirt and stuff like that. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. I say hi to the guy that restocks our vending machine every week at work. So. <laughs> oh, that's, that's very nice of you, Josh. That's about it. That's really all the people I want to talk to at work. That's as far as you go. <laughs> <laughs> guys nailed Really it. enthusiastic there. Yeah, cow, yeah. Yeah, cow, cow buggy, whatever. What, how, how late is it? <laughs> Wait, hey, you got right. enough podcast to do, man. Ah, uh, I know it. I know it. It's, uh, do you really? He's got yeah. <laughs> what the heck? I know. I know. Why don't you guys come on? We should all crash it. I was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> all three of us should. Man, we're never having Rob back on Genesis Gem because he just brings whatever shenanigans he wants with it. And he brought a girl. <laughs> yeah, he brought a girl. We don't talk to girls. <laughs> we're scared of them. Thank you, no homers. <laughs> no homers. Disgusting. What's that, Nicole? Girls are gross. They oh, have cooties. You know, I'll tell you what, though. I was... <laughs> I'm afraid, I, I was scared to death of girls in elementary school. I was. I didn't know how to talk to them. I, I'm still scared of girls. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You almost messed up there. That goes you? for all people. I just don't like stupid in general. I don't like stupid people either. So. Well, I'm sorry, guys. I guess it's the end of our relationship. <laughs> you big dummy! <laughs>